0: Ever wondered what your life would be like if you looked at it from another perspective? What could you learn by opening your mind to other ideas and concepts? Who would you become if you welcomed the possibilities and embraced new opportunities? Hi, I'm Denise Stiegel, CEO and curator, Living Healthy List, and your host of the Wonder Series, where we're here to offer you the opportunity to think outside the box and wonder how you can create the life you've always desired a life on purpose, by design, rather than by default or circumstance. Our weekly interviews feature world-class experts in various areas of health, wellness, personal growth, and fun, who all inspire you with their insight and their wisdom. Receive tips and proven strategies that you can use right away. We are here to excite, engage, educate, and empower you to become the person you've always intended and create the healthy, happy, purpose-filled life that you have always dreamed of living. A new episode of The Wonder Series is released every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and give The Wonder Series a five-star rating. And while you're at it, please tell your friends about us too. Without further ado, welcome to The Wonder Series. What begins with wonder can become wonderful. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Wonder Series Wednesday. Yep, it is Wednesday again, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I am here with my special guest, Eileen Joy. Today, we want to help you think outside the box when it comes to money, finances, and planning. I know those are all things that most of you are going, Denise, I don't wanna talk about that. But these are things as women, we absolutely need to talk about. We need to know where we stand. And so Eileen is here today to um, really to help us get started starting today with a couple of smart tips and um, strategies that you can use um, starting today. So welcome Eileen, how are you?
1: I am doing amazing, Denise. Thank you so much for having me here today. This is going to be an amazing conversation. I can talk about money for hours.
0: I have been looking (laughs) forward to this conversation for a while. So tell us a little bit about you and how you became, quote unquote, the money coach for moms.
1: Well, I never in a million years ever thought that I would be a money coach for moms or anyone for that matter, but it all started because of my divorce. And during my divorce, I ran out of money. And when I had interviewed all the attorneys and I told them how much money I had, not one of them said, oh, that won't be a problem. They did; they would just ignored it. And I knew just from hearing other people talking about divorce and how much it costs, and I was worried that's why I brought it up because I didn't have a tremendous amount saved. It wasn't a tiny bit, but you know, it was just insane. So I ran out of money in the middle of my divorce. And then I started getting harassed by the attorney's office. And they started to seize everything from me. And they were harassing me, telling me that they were going to stop services and do all these things. And I then had to figure out, well, where am I going to get the money to pay these people like tens of thousands of dollars? And I had to sell my house to pay for my divorce. And then at the same time, I was working with my sister-in-law who was making my life miserable at work. And I had to leave. I had to find a new job. I had a great job, but I had to find a new job. I couldn't stay there anymore. So I ended up finding a better job, thankfully, right? The universe always says that for us, right? And then- my son and I got into a really bad car accident and we both ended up in the hospital and my car was totaled. And all of this was happening all at the same time at the tail end of a bankruptcy. Hmm. So I was literally left with nothing at the end of my divorce. And I received a check in the mail from my attorney's office at the end of the day, when it was all said and done for $347. And that was all I had left in the world. I would have had tens of thousands of dollars from the sale of my home, but it went to them. So after I picked myself up off the floor from sobbing in the fetal position for a while and I saying, I don't know what do. I'm going to do. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm now a single mom with a five-year-old and I had to pick myself up and figure it out. So I did. And so I went step-by-step. Step. I got a house. I got a job. I did all the things, got a new car. and. So I got my car and I got a six-year car loan because, you know, I wanted to stretch those payments out as far as I could and make them small as I possibly could. And it was just crazy. So then I realized that I needed to figure out my money. And it, it was a very quick realization, realizing that I was just spending my money, not paying attention to it. I didn't know what was going on. And it was just this random process that made no sense. And I ended up always having more months at the end of the money. And I realized that I was just spending it all. I had enough money, but I was just spending and spending and spending and spending and not paying any attention to it. And I had nothing saved. I wasn't saving nothing. And I was just barely making it. So that's when I realized, okay, I I need to do something. So... I figured it out. I jumped in. I just jumped in and did whatever I could to figure it out. And very quickly, I had a fully funded emergency fund. I paid off that six-year car loan in three years. I My credit score jumped from a 600 and something to over 800. I'm now on track to retire early and completely debt-free. And I did this in such a quick amount of time that all well, my friends were asking me, Eileen, what did you do? How did you do this? You need to show me what you did. I need to know now, like, what, what did you do? So I did, I started helping my friends and explaining to them, this is what I did, you know? And at that time it was a very primitive thing. Now I've, I've made the whole thing, you know? <laughs> and I was yeah, like, this system. is just what I did. Yeah, now I have a system. I made it, e- I make money easy right? And that's what I did for them, right? I make, that's what I do. I'm a money coach for moms. I make money easy. And I made it so easy that I also started teaching my son. And now my son is 10 and he knows more about money than most adults. And I've set him up. He is so set up that he's going to be a multimillionaire by the time he's my age. And he will never have to worry about money ever. He will have opportunities and choices to do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to sit in a cubicle in a soul-sucking job for the rest of his life, wondering, what if, you know? And so I've empowered both of us with a financial education. And now, because organically, my friends started saying, oh, you need to help my friend. And then started referring people to me and saying, oh, my friend, I think can help you. It just kind of organically turns into a business. And so here I am now the money coach for moms, making money easy for moms and their kids. And it's so much fun and I just love it every single day. Well, it's so amazing to me because, you know, most
0: of the people that that I know, um, you know, growing up, you know, we had they had a job and they had a house and, and like you, you know, it's like the end of the month, but you know, the money's running out and you know, that was well this is how much I make. This is what our bills are and that was kind of my understanding of, you know, money, you kind of have to make a lot of money to, you know, in order to pay for the things that you need, not necessarily things you, you want, because that was always kind of, um, you know, that was a dream. And I grew up kind of in a, in a household where, you know, yeah, you worked a lot to pay your bills. And what I'm hearing from, from you just in, in, in the first few minutes is there's a lot more
1: to it than that. I could go on for days, but yes. So what you're essentially talking about is your money story. Mm. And I talk a lot about this because money is not just numbers, right? Money is energy. And also it's in our head. Mm. Everyone makes money decisions out of fear or anxiety or guilt or embarrassment or shame. Mm -hmm. And when women come to me, Most of them feel all of these feelings. And sometimes people are so afraid to reach out because of the embarrassment and the shame and all these feelings. And they're just like so embarrassed that they hide. And the problem just keeps getting worse. Right. So it's all because of your mindset and your money story. So your money story is shaped from the time that you're age zero to seven. So you're born into money stories. Mm -hmm. And My mission is to break generational money patterns. And I'll explain what that is. So your money story is shaped from your parents and your environment, right? And your parents have a money story. They learned their money story from their parents. Their parents learned their money story from their parents and backwards and backwards and backwards and so on and so on. Thousands of years Mm -hmm. have gone by, right? Our ancestors passed forward all of their money BS, right? And it just forwards to us. And then we're programmed from the time we're age zero to seven with all of these messages. So whether or not our parents are directly teaching us or our environment is directly teaching us about anything, money, whatever, it just goes in our subconscious and it lives there. And that's how we operate Mm -hmm. until we have our aha moment. And we say, oh, wait a minute, something needs to change. And with money, it's so interesting because it's not only your parents and we don't learn about money in school.
0: No right. So it's
1: your parents and your environment. Mm -hmm. And so one day I was with my son. I've normalized the talk of money in my house. That it's like, you know, it's hot out. How's your money? You know, it's it's (laughs) it's so normal. It's like talking about the weather. What do you want for dinner? You know, how much how, how much did you make today? You know, whatever. And like I've shown him paychecks and like explained like this is how much I make. And you know, and he he knows everything. And there's no secrets you know, and that's really important. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Cause that's a very mm-hmm. important thing to talk I, I think about. So too. Yeah. It's, it shouldn't be a secret. And so money is so taboo and that's just the way it is in our environment. Right. And that people walk around with these thoughts of money is evil. Money doesn't grow in trees, people with, you know, money are greedy and all these things. And so my son sent to me one day, we were in the store and we were shopping and we're always talking about money. So we're talking about money. And he said, hey, mommy, <laughs> I still can't. Hey, mommy, people who are rich are greedy and mean, right? I don't want to be rich because I don't want to be like that. Oh, he nice. said, I'm a very kind and generous person. So I can't be rich. And I looked at him and I said, those words have never crossed my lips. Where did you hear that? And he told me that it was on a cartoon. Oh, <gasps> Yes. Interesting. So it's, everywhere. So even whoever wrote that cartoon put their money story into some character, right? So it's just everywhere. And we hear it and we don't realize it unless we're mindful of it. Mm -hmm. And then it just lives within us. And so a lot of people just walk around saying, yeah, people with money are mean and evil and greedy and awful. And it's not for me. I don't want that. So they're actually repelling money. Right because you're basically telling the universe, I don't want money because I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be evil and mean and, you know, a biatch and whatever, <laughs> you know.
0: That's interesting. That That's actually an interesting um, uh, piece, because as you were just, just finishing up there, I thought of this coach who I knew, uh, who I met a bunch of years ago, and I was at an event that she was holding, and one of the girls in the, or one of the women in the uh, audience said, well, you know, but I don't want to be like you, and I understood what she meant. She didn't want to be a coach like this particular woman, but every one of us sitting in that room wanted to be like her because she was what we thought was success. I mean, she was putting on this amazing event, so she was obviously successful and had money, but we didn't, this person didn't want to be like her, and That person actually said, well, then you'll never have any money. You'll never be successful. And I, at the time I thought, huh, that's pretty, you know, pretty rough. Yeah. But what you just said just now actually made that, made that. Yeah. That makes sense now. That actually completely makes sense.
1: Interesting. Yeah. It's all your minds. Mm -hmm. Everything in your minds is telling you, you can't without saying you can't you know, it's all the no, 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 no. And for me personally, my money story, just a quick little thing. So, you know, where I'm coming from and how I grew up. So I grew up, my mom was a spender. She still is. She's a spender. And then she would get the bills and then complain about the bills. And she was always like the bills, the bills, all of these bills. And I'm like, well, stop spending all your money and you won't have the bills, you know? And she was just maxing out credit cards and all these things. And my dad had a gambling addiction. So in our house, the money was always going away. Mm -hmm. They both had amazing jobs. They made great money and, but there was never any money because it was just going away and they were repelling money in their own way. Mm -hmm. And so then they always fought and the fighting in our house was so bad, so bad that my sister ran away from home and I didn't talk to her for 20 years. Oh my. Yeah. And I recently just started talking to her again when my father passed away. And it's crazy, you know, and everyone's money story is different. Mm-hmm. Every single person has their own money story, has their own issues with money. I always say personal finance is personal. And one of the things about money is that everyone makes a different amount. Everyone has a different lifestyle. Everyone has a different place where they live and their quest of living and everything surrounding their financial situation is different. Right. So when people ask me money questions, most of the time, depending upon the question, it's, I don't know. I need to look at your numbers because people will come to me and say, what should I do with my tax return? I don't know. I need to look at your numbers. I need to see the whole entire picture because someone can say to you, Hey, what should I do with my tax return? You'd be like, go on vacation, pay a bill. You know, I, I can't give you the advice mm-hmm. that you really need unless I can really look at your whole entire financial picture because personal finance is personal. What would be included in that picture? Give give us a good picture of what's in the picture. Everything. You need to know what's coming in. First Mm -hmm. of all, you need to know how much do you make? Mm -hmm. And then how much are you spending? What are your debts? What's your savings? What's your investments? Just everything. Everything. Because there's so many people that are in so much debt. I have clients that, from all ends of the spectrum, I have clients that have doctorates in finance that have no idea how to manage their money. And then I have this w- woman who has five kids and is single and is just trying to make ends meet and everything in between, right? So everyone's financial situation is totally different. Yeah. And everyone's, so when I look at what you have, it's really just based on you. Because mm-hmm. right. when you said tax return,
0: I was like, what's that? You know, because we're, we're in a situation where we don't, we rarely get that. Yeah. We're always paying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, but again, like you said, you know, it's, you know, personal finances is is personal, you know, we're Mm -hmm. in a different situation. Uh, And of course, when I started my business, like, you know, I'm in a place now this year where like, okay, we got, you know, we've got it up and running. This business needs to make money. And so I'm always curious to hear about what my, you know, about my money story, as you heard a bit of it um, and how that could potentially, you know, um, counter what I'm doing with my business. Um, Yeah, I'll give
1: you a quick story if you want to hear this, because this has everything to do with business and what made me a little nervous when I started my business, because I don't know how to run a business, right? I was an employee my whole life when I started working, when I was in high school until now, you know, and I didn't know what I was doing. My father, the one who had the gambling addiction also started a business and he started a business. He always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And so did I, I always had something going on the side. It was just, you know, like network marketing or something, you know, I always had something going on the side cause it was fun. And even when I was little, I would take my toys and put them in my wagon and walk around the neighborhood and knock on doors and sell them. Oh. <laughs> but it's crazy. Anyway. So my dad, he started a business while he was working and he would work nights at his job and run his business during the day. And he hardly slept. And he was Mm. so passionate about his business. He started a pharmaceutical packaging company because of something that happened to my grandmother at the pharmacy. And he came up with this idea. He got a patent. He was working out of the basement in my toy room. He put a a desk in my toy room and then his business started to take off. And then he got his um, first factory. And it was amazing. I was so proud of him and he was doing great. And I was in, I think I was in junior high at the time when this all started. And so then he, now I know, then I didn't know. He was borrowing money from anyone and everyone who would give him money. And he was just dumping it all into the business, but he wasn't, he had no idea how to manage the money. Mm -hmm. And so that's another reason why there were fights in the house too, because I found out that he emptied out all of my parents' um, retirement accounts without telling my mother and took all of that money and put it into the business, went out and bought a car, didn't tell my mother and said, oh, it's a business expense. And he was just spending, 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 and then the fighting and the fighting and the fighting. And so, then what ultimately happened was his business was wildly successful. He had a multi million dollar business. He had to get three more factories because he was growing and growing and growing. And then he got to a point where there was no more money. He couldn't get it from anywhere else. He was spending it all, not managing it properly, and ultimately had to file for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And then all the people that were working with him lost their jobs. And so, I knew when I started my business that I would not. Run it that way. And I would know how to, first of all, find out how to run a business. So I hired a business coach, right? Because I need to know. And then also, how do I run my business finances? Because your personal finances are very different from your business finances. And so Mm -hmm. if you don't know how to manage your personal finances, you will run your business into the ground. Yeah. You know? And so, I do teach both, right? So I have a lot of mompreneurs that come to me that want to understand both. And there's some people that have the job and then have a part-time business and, or sometimes people come to me and then we start a business while we're working together. And I show them how to have a profitable business from day one so that they don't have to worry ever.
0: Yeah, it's, it really is amazing because it's true. You know, we, we at one point we said, you know we don't learn about money at school. We don't, yeah. we don't learn in high school, we don't learn in college, unless you're taking finance or something like that. And it really is something that um, each one of us needs to know. Like you said, and, and, and like you, like when, I mean, I'm great at what I do when it comes to health and wellness and you know, writing and, and, and connecting with people. That's what I do. I help people up level their health and wellness. What on earth does that have to do with running a business? And, you know, the first year I was like shocked at how much money I spent, you know, $47 here, $97 there, um, you know, and there's, you know, it's in PayPal and, you know, all of these different pieces where I realized after that first year, I was like, okay, I need to pare this down, you know, how do I pay people? Mm-hmm. And I, and, and so, you know, they, that was an eye opener for sure. Um, and, and again, you know, this is something that I'm really fortunate that Mark and I have a good relationship that we can talk about this, but I have yeah. to say, you know, we talk about the emotion sometimes that it was embarrassing that I had spent money that I didn't know how much money I had spent without knowing it. That part, you know, the embarrassment, that that feeling like, ooh, you know, I didn't know what I was doing.
1: Gotten yeah. a lot better at that. And, you know, it's interesting too, because when you're married, or if you're dating someone, you have your own money story and they have theirs and then they collide. Mm. So unless you're communicating with each other about money, you could have the same situation that my parents had. Well, all they did was fight and our, my sister and I were begging them to get divorced or whole, and they never did. I don't know why <laughs> they never did, but I like to fight, right? It's crazy, but the communication is so key. And so if you're married or have a partner or you're living with someone and you sharing the expenses, you have to communicate. And you, what I, I call it a money date. You can get together with a money date. I have a money date with myself. I also have a money date with my son every single week. Whenever he gets his allowance, we get together and I pay him and I have a spreadsheet and I show him, this is it. I have an app that we use that we categorize his money. So I teach the four buckets. And okay. the, four, the buckets four buckets are simply... You ready? I know you're writing this down. (laughs) down.
0: I'm recording, but I'm
1: going to write it down anyway. It's easier. (laughs) So the four buckets, you've got saving, investing, giving, Mm -hmm. and spending. And it's very easy. And that's really all money is. It's those four buckets. That's it. And just understanding how to use the four buckets. And that is it. And it really is so simple and easy that my son can teach you. (laughs) It's just so easy. So he gets paid, and we have his money automatically allocate to the buckets. And we look in his app. We make sure that the spreadsheet that we created matches his app, and all the money matches. He's all of his investments, everything like that. Every Thursday. What are the What are the so you use app? What are the best apps out there? Because I know there's a ton of them. Um, you well, know, this and- app is specifically made for kids.
0: Oh, I love that idea. So
1: Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. You can just Google and there's this, a whole bunch will come up, but they're all essentially the same. This one is called Greenlight. So if you have kids and you want to, uh, it, it's until they're 18, you can use the app. Mm-hmm. And essentially what the app is, it's a bank account that comes with a debit card that you can also use as a credit card. And so when I pay my son, I pay him in both. I pay him digital money and I pay him in cash. And I do that for a very specific reason because he needs to learn how to use both. Mm -hmm. And also because I did a whole podcast episode about this. Money has become air. Money is so intangible and hardly anyone uses cash anymore. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is a real statistic. Only 10% of the people in the entire world Not just this country, the world, 10% of people use cash. The rest Mm -hmm. of it is digital. So no one's paying attention, right? So your money is now on this plastic card or on your phone, add to cart, and you're not paying attention to what you're spending. Mm -hmm. And then that's why you have more month left at the end of the money. Yeah. Right. So this is why we have our dates every Thursday when I give him his allowance and I say, look, this is how much you have. And then I have him count his cash. Every time he opens his wallet, you need to know exactly how much you have. Make sure it matches you know, everything that we're reconciling. And he's he has money goals. He's saving for, he's going to buy his own car. He, he, oh, has he, thousand, he has thousands of dollars saved in cash and investments. And he will, you know, he's on his way. So when you're setting up your four buckets, you can use apps, you can use spreadsheet. There's so many different ways to do it, but it's also personal as well, because Mm -hmm. If it's something that is going to make you feel like it's icky or you hate it, or it's soul sucking and it's like, I don't want to do this. You're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So we figure out along the way, while we work together, well, what makes you happy (laughs) when you're doing your money? Like, do you like doing it this way? Do you like doing it this way? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a hybrid of all the things, you know, because everyone's different. You said something a
0: minute ago that I, I thought, oh yeah. So you reconcile every week with him. I haven't reconciled a checkbook in I don't know how long. I don't, we don't write a lot of checks. We tend to use a credit card for everything. One credit card, you know, Mm -hmm. this way that again, that was that manage everything. Where is it going? You need Um, to
1: reconcile your credit card. I, I, I look yeah, at reconcile doesn't month. just mean checks. Reconcile just means balance your money and make sure everything matches and that you don't have any fraudulent charges because that is a huge issue right now. I have actually had two fraudulent charges on two different credit cards of my own in the last two months, and I've had to get new cards. And because of all of the safeguards that I had set up, they didn't get very far. Mm-hmm. And I knew about it immediately. How and so-, so- Because of all the safeguards that I have, I have notifications and all kinds of things set up and I have my credit locked down. I have all kinds of things. So they could not do anything. So I caught it immediately, called my credit card company immediately. They immediately closed that card and sent me a new one. Mm -hmm. And same thing with the next one. And the first charge was $1,500. The second charge was $16. And- Sometimes they do a little amount to see if the card works. Yeah, a couple of years ago. So it would be
0: ah, two years, exactly two years ago in October. Um, actually this week, now that I think about it, um, my, and you would think because of this, you know, you, I should be better. My PayPal, so this is what happened. It was through Facebook. They, I noticed a charge on PayPal, which is connected to my credit card. Um, for five hundred dollars for Facebook ads, hmm. I've never done anything more than like you know a ten dollar you know boost or whatever it is you know I just I don't go I don't, that's not something I do so I knew immediately that that was fraudulent and I called the credit card company. Interestingly, another charge went through as I was on the phone with the the credit card company and. She said, the lady said to me, she's like, okay, so another one just came over. She's like, I'm assuming that's not you. Well, to do a little bit more research, um, Facebook was really impossible to get in touch with. So luckily, you know, you know, you really do need to make sure your credit card company is going to support you. Yes. Um, and they did. They sent new cards. Interestingly, something similar happened in the next month. Like They were just like these, these weird things that kept happening. So maybe three times... They changed my card, brand new card. And, and this is one for me, one for my husband, because it's the same account, two different cards. Yep. And it had to be my card, we thought. Well, it turns out after changing the card three times, there we got somebody on the phone that said to us, well, did you ever change the pin that was attached to your card? And we both looked at each other and went, what's the pin number? We had never set one up.
1: Wow didn't know we needed to it wasn't ever prompted interesting and then they they figured out your pin number right because
0: we thought it it must have been something internal with them
1: yeah but it was
0: something so simple as that but we had been you know tearing our hair out of our head for months going you know and, and almost blaming the credit card company like hey you know would, you know, we haven't used the card or whatever, you know, was going on. At that point, we were really paying attention, but this for to constantly be happening, they were definitely in the account because they were trying to change the address and the phone number.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, So they got really in deep.
0: Yeah. So that's why I was curious when you talked about the safeguards, because obviously a pin number is important. Um, and I'd love to have, um, you know, tell us what some of those, what some of those safeguards might be. Um, and maybe uh, we can add that to, um, the show notes so people can, you know,
1: take a look right away and go, okay, I need to do this with my credit card. Definitely making sure that you have two factor authentication on everything, not even your credit cards, everything, Mm -hmm. um, working in insurance. I've been, so my degrees in education, I was a mortgage underwriter, insurance underwriter, and a real estate consultant. So I have so much financial knowledge, it's insane. So with the cyber crimes that are going on now, the um, there's a lot of insurance companies that won't even insure companies anymore. And um, they're, it's crazy. So all of the cyber crimes that are happening are happening a lot through email with Mm. phishing and uh, malware and all these different things where you'll i'm even getting them i get all these emails that look real they really look real and like from paypal saying you you know you just got this you need to pay this invoice right of something that i have no idea what it is Mm -hmm. and all these random things and A friend of mine recently just told me that his father was just scammed out of $2,000 because he got this email saying that he can get this great deal on this uh, grill for his backyard. And he bought the grill, never got the grill, you know, and $2,000 and he used his debit card and they (gasps) emptied out his entire account. Never use your debit card, by the way, unless it's an emergency. Always use your credit card. Mm -hmm. These are different things that you really need to know about on your credit cards. Make sure that anytime a transaction is made, you have a notification that pops up on your phone mm-hmm. because that's the easiest way to know what's going on mm-hmm. and just, you know, random things. Just like, it's just, and then there's some things you don't even think about, you know, like the pin number and all these different, like everything has to even your Facebook account, your Instagram account, two-factor authentication and lock everything down, Mm -hmm. everything, especially stuff online. Um, When you get your mail even, shred anything that has your personal information on it. Do not recycle it or throw it in the garbage. This is another way people get your address and knowing that your name matches that address and all the different things like that. And not not even that, it's funny that you say that because yesterday
0: we got something in the mail and it had a, it had a code on it and it had yes. a, and Shred I thought code. if somebody <laughs> took that, they yes. could, you know, scan it, you know, and I, it might've been for a loan. I don't even remember. Um, they could scan that, you know, fill it out, mm-hmm. pretend that they're us yeah, and get a loan. Yep. I mean, yeah. I honestly, I mean, I, Well, if you have your credit locked
1: down, then they wouldn't be able to. So locking down your credit, freezing your credit is extremely important. There's so many things. That people need to do. I mean, the list is endless. Mm-hmm. It's endless. And I do all all my podcast episodes are about all these things. So awesome. So as there.
0: a woman, as a mom, yeah. you know, I'm not a mom. I'm a I'm a I'm a stepmom and I'm a I'm a really awesome auntie. Um <laughs> this close this enough.
1: Be, what was what was <laughs> one
0: of the things that we said? Um, savings, investments, giving and spending. A lot mm-hmm. of my giving is to my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> I would call that
1: spending then. <laughs> that boy. Um,
0: you know, and when I think about it, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine, but, you know, locking down credit and, you know, as, as someone who, you know, he's, he's in an early stage in life, he's made some mistakes. He's trying to move forward. So Mm -hmm. this might be, this will be, you know, great information for him too, not just the moms and, you know, and aunties out there. Um, what's the number, the first thing that we can do? Obviously, everything we just talked about with, with our credit, we need to take care of right away. But so somebody's l- listening in and going, you know, I really haven't paid attention. My husband mm-hmm. takes care of it. It's never really, you know, I don't really know, um, you know, what we have or where it is.
1: Um, first steps. You just asked me 10 questions. Sorry, I <laughs> and I can answer all of them. So... <laughs> First things first is awareness. Mm. Awareness is step number one. Mm -hmm. And that is for anyone. Like if you have money, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or you identify as whatever. If you have money, you need to do this. You need to get your head out of the sand and pay attention to your money. Okay. If you're married and you don't take care of the money, you need to go talk to your partner and say, hey, we need to talk about money. I need to know everything about everything and sit down and do your money dates at least once a month. And what happens is when people get paid, whether you have a business or an employee job, right, W-2 job or whatever, whenever you get paid, what most people do is pay their bills first and then they're left with this little bit left over at the end of the check and then hope that they have enough money left for groceries and guests for their car and maybe a fun night out And then there's more month left at the end of the money. Mm -hmm. And that's when people finish out the month on their credit cards. And that's why people are slowly creeping into debt. And the debt issue in this country is obscene. It is horrific. The banks are charging a ridiculous amount of interest. Mm -hmm. And so people aren't, first of all, paying attention to what's coming in or going out. And you're just spending, 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 spending using the air. right? Right? And then you get the bill that's also air that you don't even look at and you just pay whatever you feel like you can afford a little bit above the minimum on your credit card statement. And then the cycle just keeps continuing. And what's happening with a lot of people is they're making payments on their credit card statements that are under the amount that they're being charged in interest. So they're paying more interest than they're actually paying every month. And the, you're getting nowhere fast. So your bill just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. You have no idea how much interest you're paying. You're not looking at the statement. You just look at the number of what's the bill, what's the minimum. Okay, you make a decision how much money do I have left? You know, you pay a little bit and move on with your life. And meanwhile, you're on your phone scrolling. While you're scrolling, all these ads pop up for this thing that you need. Right And the marketing is set up to make us feel that our wants are our needs mm-hmm. mm. right yeah. And all of our needs really are food shelter, water, transportation, and maybe it branches out a little bit from there, right And then the wants come in after that, right But the basic needs are your basic needs, right, right? and People are just, it's just amazing. I have people send me stuff. Look, cause I talk about this so much that people look at this thing I just found. You need to talk about this, you know? And it's like, someone sent me this thing the other day for this, uh, a toothpaste head thing. That was a thing like Yoda from Star Wars where the toothpaste comes out of its mouth. <laughs> it was oh. like, I'm like, really? <laughs> and nobody like, needs that. And, and on the ad, it says, you need this. And now like, and if you pay attention, you'll see most of the ads say you need this. Mm -hmm. Or if the ad itself doesn't say it in the comments below it or around it or something near it, or the audio will say you need this. Mm -hmm. And it's a piece of crap that you don't need. And in your mind, you're not paying attention. You're like, oh I do need this. I need this Yoda thing on my toothpaste. Yeah, maybe others really I cute. don't like Star Wars, <laughs> right? So it's, you know, it's interesting. So first of all is awareness. Just go look at your money. Go look at it. I dare you. I dare you to go look <laughs> at it. Open up your bank account. Open up your credit card statements. Go line by line and see what's going on. When I wasn't paying attention to my money and then I started paying attention to my money, I found so many things. So one of the things, this was a really interesting thing. When I moved um, after I had sold my house and everything, I had gotten um, AT&T. They had, uh, at the, they don't have it anymore, but at the time they had their own like streaming service for TV. So I signed up for their streaming service. And then I got this email that they were having a, a deal for like six months, you can get a a special deal on it. It was like half price or whatever. So I called them up and I said, oh, can I get the deal? They said, sure, but we have to cancel your account and then reissue you a new account. I'm like, okay, whatever, do what you gotta do. They never canceled my old account. (gasps) Oops, they were double charging me until I started paying attention to my money. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the credit card statement and I said, oh my God, I can't believe I've been paying. I haven't even been looking at it. I had no idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that's interesting mm-hmm. we just had a conversation so at&t
0: bought a bigger company mm-hmm. and we've been with that company since they started since they existed Warner. and you know it was you know 150 bucks which is now something like 350 bucks I mean we looked at it just I mean literally we had the conversation yesterday we're spending we were spending last year four thousand dollars in streaming services with DirecTV.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: what because we, crazy. And, and periodically we would talk about it, but you know, they had this one thing and the, and, you know, my husband would get busy and I would go, okay, we'll just pay it. And finally, when we had the conversation and we're really looking at what we're using, and that's another thing, like, what are you using?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, exactly. he, he said to me, he
1: goes, we can't do this anymore. And yeah. so this and- is part of the awareness and the communication. Mm-hmm right? Like even like communication, if, if, if you have a partner, your communication needs to say with each other, first of all, let's look at everything, right? Where is everything? What are our bank accounts? What credit cards do we have? What are the, the account numbers and passwords and all these things? I have a document that I've created that I give all my clients and have them fill it out so that it's all written down and they have it. And then they keep it somewhere safe where everyone knows in the family that needs to know where it is, you know, especially if something happens. Mm -hmm. One of my clients, she's a single mom, she's two kids. She has had two husbands pass away, two. And now she's a single mom and she always had no clue. You know, she just had him do it, have him do it. And so now, you know, she's got to figure it all out. And she didn't know where anything was, mm-hmm. you know? And then when my own father passed away, I gave my mom that she, I said, look, we got to fill this out. We got to make sure because, you know, what happens if when, you know, you pass, like I need to know, you know, all these things. And so I had um, I had flown back home so many times this year, just going back and forth, trying to help. And um, it's, it's a lot, if you don't know, if there was never any real good communication, and only did was fight. <laughs> you know, or just ignore. Because with my ex and I, we never spoke about it. We never fought about it, but we just never spoke about it. We kept our money completely separate. Uh, I had mine, he had his, I took care of this, he took care of that. There was never any money talk ever. mm -hmm. And so that when it came time for me to do everything, all the stuff that he used to do, I didn't know how to do because he did it, you know, so I had, it was, you know, interesting. So everyone's situation is different. So if you have a partner, you need to communicate because what if,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? What if something happens? It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter. So whether you're in your thirties and you have your spouse pass away in a car accident, or you're in your seventies or even older, and you have your spouse pass away and they've always taken care of the money and you never ever spoke about it. You need to talk about it now. Mm -hmm. because what if, what are you going to do? Do you have a plan? Like you really need to at least just, first of all, know where everything is.
0: Right. That makes sense. I mean, I I get it. I mean, first and foremost, awareness, communication. Those are the two pieces that I think every one of us, again, going back to those emotions, you know, the shame, the embarrassment, the whatever it might be, it's time, you know, in this day and age, you know, we as women, um, we need to. We need to be able to stand on our own feet, and not kind of go. Oh well, you know, my husband will take care of it, or my dad will take care of it. Because you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of women still kind of rely on their dads. I mean, grown women that still rely on their dads to, you know, tell them what to do when it comes to, you know, money and finance. You know, even not even paying attention to their husbands. Like, oh well, let's talk to my dad about that. You know, and whether the dad was good or not. I'm finding that well, out knows? with some of my friends. <laughs> Nobody knows yeah. until you know you're in a situation. Yeah. Um, this is such a great conversation. We can continue on and on and and, and I, Like I
1: said, I could talk about this for hours.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's great. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. I'm like, I need the spreadsheet. I'm like, I'm I'm listening to all these things because, yeah. like I said, you know, Mark and I are pretty good. I know where things are. You know, we talk about it. Um, I would be, I will admit that sometimes I'll buy something that I'm like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I've gotten a lot better because I remember days when, you know, the, you know, the money ran out before the month, you know, mm-hmm. years ago, before I got married, I do remember those days and remember how I felt
1: and, so you know, fun.
0: just paying attention. I, I'm still intrigued by, you know, how you go from having nothing to, you know, you know, step-by-step, step, you know, learning and, you know, awareness, learning who you are, what your needs are. And I think that's something that we all need to kind of step back and you know get real with ourselves. You know, what do we really need? What are we spending our money on? What are we wasting
1: our money on? Yeah. And especially now with the holidays coming up, this is spending season. Right. Mm -hmm. Sweater weather, right? Sweater weather (laughs) turns into spending season. Yep. Right? Pumpkin spice season. Mama needs new coat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Mama doesn't need a new coat. (laughs) Pay attention to what you're spending on because. When you get that good deal mm-hmm. at the store, right? Everyone's like, oh, Black Friday and all these great deals. But if you put it on your credit card and you don't pay the bill off, it's not such a great deal anymore.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: You know what? I'm gonna ask one last,
0: I'm gonna ask you one question about that. Okay. So a lot of times with a credit card, and I think a lot of people are unclear about this. You get your credit card and there's like the current statement, the balance for this statement. Mm-hmm. But there's still a more on the card. Explain that to us real quick, because I know years ago I was confused by that. And even sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, how much do I need to pay this time in order to be current?
1: Okay, so the way that the credit card works is there is a period of time when your spending is accrued. So what will happen is, say, for example, it's September 1st to October 1st. So all of your spending between September 1st and October 1st is on that one bill. And you normally don't get the bill till a few days after the end of the of the state. It's called the statement period, right? So the end of the statement period, the statement period in this case would be September 1st to October 1st. I'm just making it up. It's usually 28 days. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like Figuring whatever. out the <laughs> whatever. The first, the first. So, I like it. Whatever. <laughs> just crazy math. So you have your statement period. So everything is added up just from those dates. And that is your total for that statement. And then when you get the statement, it's already started adding for October 2nd through the next statement period, whenever that ends. Does that make sense? Yep. So that what'll happen is the interest that you're paying is on that statement period and whatever was rolled over from before that. So that statement period is now added to whatever your balance was from the period before. And then the interest is on that entire amount. And that's what's killing you. So then the next statement period will be your bill. And then everything just keeps compiling on top of each other. Does so, that answer your question?
0: It, it does. You know, um, I, I think it's really important because sometimes we kind of look at the bill and it's like, wait, because there's all these different numbers. And I think it's really important for people to be clear. Okay. First and foremost, always, you know, you have to pay your statement back, whatever is, you know, what, th- what that statement balance is. And then I think yes. a lot of people do this now. They use a c- one credit card to pay for everything. Yes. Pay that off. Mm-hmm. Then, and then anything else that's due, that's
1: probably something you want to tackle ASAP as well. It depends upon the situation and how you get paid and all of that. But just to be current, like to answer your question, you said, "Well, how do I stay current?" is to be current technically all you have to pay is the minimum to be current. To be to be considered paying on time and all of that. Mm-hmm. You just have to pay the minimum. To manage your money properly, pay the full amount. If you can't pay the full amount, stop overspending just stop it stop it stop the retail therapy i can go on for days about that i love it
0: well maybe that's that maybe that's another conversation we have around the holidays yeah it's about is about retail therapy i love it okay so last right before we go um last comment before we sign off um any
1: last words any last words (laughs) my last meal will be pizza from new york
0: (laughs) (laughs) New York style
1: pizza. Right. In mm-hmm. New York.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right. Um, I have so much to say. I mean, I could talk about money for hours and hours. There's so much to it, but at the end of the day, I simplify it. And that's really what I do is I break it down. I have learned so much about money. I've read over 300 books. I've hired people. I've listened to podcasts, taken courses, doing all these. Like I. I know so much about money, right? So it's like you go on Google, Google university and you start Googling money and it's so overwhelming and uh, you can't understand anything because that's where I started, Google university. And that just made me run away from, I just x it out and walked away, you know? <laughs> and, you know, there's just so much to know, but at the end of the day, it's so basic. And so I've taken out all of the parts of the fluff and the, the jargon that no one understands. And I just, I simplified it so much that I taught my 10-year-olds and now I'm teaching moms how to teach their kids, right? Mm-hmm. So we stopped those generational patterns now. It stops with you. We are now responsible as parents to teach our kids because our parents, most of them had pensions. They didn't have to worry about their futures. We have to worry about our futures and we don't wanna worry about it. We wanna be set for life. Right. So we need to set ourselves up for success, set our family up for success, learn how to leave a legacy for your family instead of all these crazy money stories where people are just crying and shame and embarrassment, not understanding what to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. Eileen, how can people find you? The easiest way is my website, momswhomoney.com. And you can get to all my socials, my podcasts, and everything from there. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for this enlightening conversation. I'm actually going to get off and I'm going to take a look at my credit card bill because I know that that is important and uh, since that's what we use. So I appreciate your insight. And I do look forward to having another conversation, you know, um, maybe around the holidays about this um, conversation about um, overspending around the holidays. So thank you so much for, for this information
1: and fun conversation. And I look forward to next time. Thank you so much, Denise. That was so awesome. What a great conversation.
0: It was. It, so yeah. qu- so be. Uh, so everyone listening, thank you for listening and uh, keep uh, an eye out for a uh, conversation with Eileen Joy, the Money Coach for Moms part two coming possibly in December. Thanks everyone. <laughs> Have a great week. I'm Denise Stiegel um, with the um, Wonder Series podcast that is sponsored by Living Healthy List at livinghealthylist.com. We're here every... Uh, Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will see you next week. Until then, I leave you with this. Healthy living, happy life. Have a great one. You've been listening to The Wonder Series, brought to you by Living Healthy List. If you're interested in joining us as an expert guest on The Wonder Series, then please email us at support at livinghealthylist.com. And if you're ready to stop wondering and start creating that life you've always dreamed of, then join the Living Healthy List Coaching Club today. For more information, click the link in the show notes or visit us at livinghealthylist.com. Join us next Wednesday for another edition of the Wonder Series. Till then, I leave you with this. Healthy living, happy life.